Thank you so much for joining us for this week's message from Real Life Community, where we talk about connecting with God and others, growing in Christ-likeness, and sharing God's life with the world. My name is Sarah Comer, and I serve each week as Connections Pastor, making sure that you know that there is a God and a community that loves you and wants to go through the seasons of life with you. You can find us at reallifecommunity.org, and we would love to meet you on Facebook or Instagram. Until then, we hope this message meets you right where you are and helps you know just how deep the Father's love is for you. understood a little bit about where we all feel like we are today. Um, You're going to learn from us some of our favorite passages of scripture. For me, one of those is the narrative of God's people journeying from, from Egypt to the promised land. It's riddled with things that you and I can take away and apply to our own lives. But I want to focus for just a brief moment on, on the part of, of Moses at the very beginning, on the far side of the wilderness. Maybe you know the story of the burning bush, but if you don't, let me set the stage just briefly for you. Moses uh, has fled Egypt. Um, He had uh, committed uh, sin, uh, and uh, he had been found out. Uh, He was terrified, and he went running. He found himself on the far side of the wilderness. He uh, ended up finding a, a family. He married. He had, a, uh, he had kids. And he had a job. This job was to tend flocks. And there he was out in the wilderness that day with his flocks. And, and he happened upon this bush that was aflame. It, it, was, uh, it, it was not being consumed. Uh, it was not burning out. It was there. It was bold and he approached it to see what the issue was. And when he showed up, uh, he was told by this bush that he should take his sandals off for the place that he was standing was, on ho- was holy ground. He soon realized that where he was uh, was a place that had already been inhabited by God. God was up to something. God was doing something. And he wanted Moses to be a part of that. I'm not going to read for you the whole passage, but it's found in Exodus chapter 3. But I want to focus in on verses 9 and 10 of Exodus chapter 3. If you have your Bibles, you can go there. I, I don't know if you are like me. I love to underline um, or in, on my iPad, I, like, I love to highlight and take notes. And maybe you want to revisit this, this passage later this week. But God says this in verse 9. He says, look. The cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abuse them. Now, go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. A couple of things I just want to point out briefly about this. One, it was the cry of the people. It wasn't the cries of a bunch of people crying for various different things. It was one cry. It was a uniform pleading to God that they might be freed from their bondage and, and their, their, their captivity. It was one cry. It was one people. It was a people who were known as Israel. It was a, a great nation uh, numbering many, many, many thousands of people. It had started with one family. 
And it had grown over the time there. But God says to Moses, go, I am sending you. Can, can you imagine? Can you imagine what it would have been like to be Moses that day? Can you imagine what would have gone through his head? As he started contemplating, okay, wait a minute. God is sending me where? To do what? To whom? I, I don't know. Maybe you're not like me, but I, I would have had all sorts of questions about how this is going to happen. What's it going to look like? And, and what am I going to do? I mean, that's, that's Pharaoh. That's like the, the, the head dog. That, that's the big guy. How am I going to approach him? And how am I going to get him to release his workforce? I, I also probably would have wondered about all of the things that I did not know that lie out ahead of him. Maybe, maybe you have questions. Maybe you've had questions in your life, uh, job transfers, maybe uh, uh, new, new relationships, uh, maybe new ventures in life. And maybe, maybe you can imagine that. I think all of us can understand where Moses was at that day because we are there. There's no bush here. I tried to figure out how to do that here. Um, I don't know how to contain fire very well. Uh, the bush would have been consumed, probably the building as well. That would not have fared well for the pastors on their first Sunday to show up and burn the building down. <laughs> Quick side note, at our first church uh, in ministry, we uh, showed up as youth pastors and uh, we cleaned up this parsonage that we were living in and we, there was a fire pit outside that we cleaned up and there was a shed full of carpet remnants that we cleaned up and we all took, took it up to the church to put in the dumpster um, to get rid of it. I got to church that Sunday morning and uh, the, the, the buildings guy said, oh, the teens were up, to, uh, were up to no good again. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, oh, the, they lit the dumpster on fire. I said, they did. What do you mean? Well, the fire department was out. It burned the plastic top off the top. It was a huge thing, blazing fire. Well, evidently, there were some embers in the, in the fire pit that I put in with the carpet <laughs> in the dumpster, which is really not good because the church had just had kind of moved into a new sanctuary, and in the midst of the remodeling, it had caught fire. And it had consumed a portion of the new sanctuary. So they were really kind of temperamental about fires. <laughs> I've decided not to mess with fire. It's just not a good thing. But, but I think you and I can understand where Moses was at that day. When God calls us to take a step out from where we have been to where he wants us to go. Um, as your pastor's we don't quite yet know where going is. But we know that God has a plan for us here in this community. We have spent the week listening to people, hearing stories and narratives of what this place is all about. And we are looking forward to um, really becoming a part of that. If you're visiting with us today, welcome. Um, you may feel out of place. You're not alone. <laughs> I don't always get to say that. You know, there have been times preaching where I thought, I mean, I'd really like to be able to be that new person. I am the new person. So Christy and I are looking forward to just sharing life with you, praying with you, crying with you, rejoicing with you, doing the crazy kind of things you guys do around here. I don't know if you are aware of this, but y'all are unusual. 
um, you're going to get to meet um, Dr. <laughs> you're going to make get to meet Dr. McCormick in just a little bit. But um, not every church is like this, is it, Doc? Um, you you guys are are weird, and it's not just because we're from the north and you're from the south. Um, you guys have been used by God to do some amazing things, and we are looking forward to that. But here's a couple points that we have to remember about Moses and his story. It's this. One, God called Moses. God is calling you. God has not just called Christy and I. He's calling every single one of us to be a part of this family that we call real life. So God has called Moses. God has called countless tons and millions of people. And some of them have become pastors. Some of them missionaries. But every single one of them, followers of Jesus Christ, who have been called to live out their faith. God equips those that he calls. You may feel ill-equipped. Can I just tell you this? God wants to equip you. God wants to give you the tools, the resources that you need to do that which God has called you to do. Moses was called to lead God's people who found themselves in utter bondage, slavery. I mean, it was awful to a promised land. God wants to use us to move people from their bondage to a promised land. And the good news about that is this. It's not just about heaven off in the future. It's about new promised land right here, right now, where their hearts and their relationships can be transformed from the meager examples of what maybe they are to all that God has destined them to be. We get to be a part of leading people on a journey from Egypt to Canaan, the land that God had promised. I'm looking forward to the future with you. Christy and I have been talking and praying and wondering. Um, uh, we've been trying to, to put things in their places. And, and I'll tell you what, God's got good things in store for real life. And if you'll join us on the journey, we hope, like Moses did with the Egyptians or with the Israelites, to journey together ours will be a journey as well. I'm hoping it will not be a wilderness wandering <laughs> where God takes us all over the place. And, but I hope that it truly is a purposeful journey from where we are today to where we will be one day. I'm thankful for the leadership of this church. I'm glad for the leadership, not just you know the staff that you have around here and the ministry teams that you have around here, I, I'm thankful for Eric and Ashley, for the ways in which they have led. I'm thankful for the history that has been here, people who have just given their lives. I'm thankful for people like those that you saw up here today who just are willing to let God use them. Will you let God use you? We've come today to mark today in a very special way. Uh, I, I'm going to invite our district superintendent. For those of you who may be a little unfamiliar with the Church of the Nazarene, we have a, we call him a DS. We like to abbreviate things. We like initials. 
Um, our, our DS um, is going to come in just a second and um, install Christy and I, much like you would an appliance. <laughs> I have always thought that it was a weird term. But uh, there, he's going to plug us in this morning. He's going to make sure that uh, things are, are started well. And this morning, um, or I'm going to ask him to come. Because this isn't just about plugging us in. Well, that's the important part. He's wanting to commission all of us for what is about to happen. Good. Doc? Our worship leader, Jamie, said this started about six months for him, this journey. We actually started about eight months ago for me when my good friend, Dr. Dan Boone, called me and shared what he was thinking. <laughs> now, he... He wasn't calling for permission. Kind of said he was, but he wasn't. He was calling for forgiveness, <laughs> and uh, the the vote is out on that. But uh, we love we loved Dr. Boone, and of course we loved uh, the Gurnans. They were just special. And but we immediately begin to do what we begin to do when an opening takes place on our district. We begin to pray for God to direct us and guide us. And I came in here, and with your board, we put a list together. And somebody asked me about that list. They said, which one do you recommend? And I said, all of them, or their name wouldn't be there. we got to find God's direction and God's will and God's man or God's woman. And in his providence, he sent us both, <laughs> a man and a woman of God to, to lead us. So it is my joy today to plug them in. I never had it put that way before, but to plug them in and... and uh, and, and to get the motor running and, and uh, to move the real life church. This church, you know how special it is to me, I think. Don't tell the other churches. But if it's not my favorite church, it's right there with the church that mothered you that I pastored for 14 years. But uh, we sent a lot of people we love over here to start this church. And our prayers have been here through the years and how God has helped us. And we just rode around Murfreesboro when we came in today and prayed that God would help you as you minister here in this wonderful community. I'm going to ask that, Christy, would you come and join your husband and beside me? I'd like to ask the, everyone to stand. And the church board, the church board, would you come and stand across the front here? We work together hand in hand. Appreciate you so very much, those members of the church board that are here. Jesus gave us our assignment in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 through 20. He said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. For 20 centuries now in every generation, the church had set aside some members for special training and preparation, ordaining them to serve as clergy. She selects them to positions of responsibility, not privilege. They are to serve the needs of the church. These ministers give up their lives, so to speak, for their lives are not their own. They serve if and when and where and in the capacities that the church invites them to serve. They are servants of God. The early church referred to them with words like slave, 
priestly servant, and shepherd. We call them pastor, leader, and the ones who cast vision for the body. Pastors, will you accept the charge to be the spiritual leader of this flock? Church board, we're charging Pastor Jeremy and Christy Selvage to lead you in thinking, dreaming, and planning. To share their vision with you that God gives them as they lead this church body. Will you think with them? Will you pray with them? Will you plan with them? And will you make this church a church that fulfills the Great Commission? If so, ain't so, we will. Congregation, will you, the members of this congregation, accept, support, and uphold your pastors as they lead you? If you will, ain't so, we will. By the powers vested in me as the district superintendent of the East Tennessee District Church of the Nazarene, I hereby install Jeremy and Christy as pastors of the Real Life Community Church of the Nazarene. As new pastors and new people, you have entered into a new day and a solemn relationship. It is a new day. God has directed us to new leaders. He has a new miracle for this body. He is our God and we are his people. May God bless, strengthen, and guide you in this new time of ministry for the sake of the kingdom. We welcome you to the fellowship of the Real Life Community Church, and we welcome you to the team and the fellowship of the East Tennessee District. I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, we lift up Pastor Jeremy, Pastor Christy. We pray that these would be days of great anointing on their ministries. As they study the word, may it come alive. As they look into the, the, just the directions that this church needs to go. As they look about the community and see the areas that need, to, need ministry. I pray, God, that you'd give them wisdom. And, God, that you would guide them to help us find how we can best reach the lost in the community of Murfreesboro. I pray for their family. We thank you for their children, Lord. We, uh, we know they're at different stages in their life, but we pray, God, that you would bless Reagan and that you'd bless Rollin and that you would bless Jace. And, Lord, that these days uh, uh, that have uh, come suddenly and a move had been made, I pray it'd be good days in their lives. And would you guide them? Would you bless this church board as they work together with these pastors? And would you bless this church? Thank you, Lord, for what you've done in the, in the Real Life Community Church. Thank you, Lord, how when we hear that name, Lord, it's just a blessing to our heart. And, Lord, we pray you'd make it so to thousands in this community. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our beloved Savior. Amen.